Hey Jude, don't get it bad. Take a sad song and make it better. Remember to let her into your heart. Then you can start to make it better, 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 better. Oh! Na, 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 na. Na 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 na, hey Jude, 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 Na 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 na, hey Come on, Manny, let's hear you. I am not singing. I already done my singing. Na 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 Come on, from the front to the back. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Thank you, gentlemen, so much for opening up the show like that, man. That was awesome. Thanks so much. Yeah, thanks for having us. <laughs> Thank you. That was great. See, there's that nerve-wracking. What nerve-wracking is about that? Nothing. Yeah. yeah. He's in his element behind That's the right. guitar. That's right. Did it begin as North Men or did it always North Men? North Men. North yeah, Men man. all the time, right? Yeah. What yeah. if a woman comes into the mix? Well... Um, that's a We're great already question. on our heels. <laughs> yeah. I don't mean to throw a wrench in the toolbox right now, yeah, but yeah. no, I, I love the name. Yeah, you could have give us a little heads up on that, Manny. You, you know what? We we are never opposed to having like females obviously work with us. We're um, we have some friends of ours. We're we're actually gonna we have a small shop out of our garage, and we want to do. It's called Woman with Wood. Might be a bit of a a joke, but they're they're on board with it. So we're at, we're maybe thinking about maybe every couple months we do like a little course for awesome, yeah, woman. So okay, well, I mean, no. yeah, no, I didn't, I don't know. It just it comes to me whenever I I don't have any notes. I just have your notes and that's it. And then we just get talking about construction. That's all it. it is. But yeah, I I wanted to invite you guys on the show because I'm totally respectful of what you guys are doing and how you guys yeah. are doing it, and the work is solid, and I can see it. I can I can zoom in and I can see it clearly that the yeah. work is solid. So kudos to you guys, man, yeah. for doing such Thanks. a good That's job. What we, That's what we wanted. Yeah. Is there a bunch of youngins as well? How old are we talking about here? Uh, I'm 33. I'm 30. You're younger than him, even. Wow. Yeah. How big is the crew? Like, how young is the crew? So Who's it's the old just, guy. It's, it's him and I, and then we have that. two other guys that we use <clears throat> as well. And we're I am the youngest. Yeah. Wow. So the one guy is 50, and the other one's he's like 30. Yeah. Eight, 39? Yeah. They're, so. they're subs, basically, that we bring on, like, commonly on our projects, like, when it gets to be bigger than a two-man show. Mm-hmm. So, but at Northman, essentially, it's just him and I for now. Yeah. Well, welcome to the show. <coughs> Quick shout-out to you. Kyle and Kevin uh, <coughs> Builds. I always got to look at my cue cards. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for bringing me a tea. I like yeah. the teas, so I appreciate that. So I'll yeah. wear that on a future show as well, too. Love it. Check out the TCL link tree for many great and exclusive offers from Black Ladder, Box Gobbler, Bunky Life, Zepp's Gear, and Mud Mixer. And many more offers being added to the tree each week. And don't forget to check out our own TCL shop where you can get official TCL teas, hoodies, caps, espresso cups, and more. It's great being a TCL listener. So I want to welcome you guys. I want to let everybody know that we got Jesse and Brendan here from North Men Builders, North Men Build, or sorry, yeah, NorthmenBuilders.ca, and you can reach them at info at NorthmenBuilders.ca, and on IG it's NorthmenBuilders, and then we've got spectators that are off camera right now. 
<laughs> we don't want to just say hello. Wives. <laughs> you guys are not on camera. Don't worry. <laughs> the real bosses. <laughs> yeah. So I, I want to figure out where's the start of construction from you guys. Why did you guys get into construction? At what age did you guys get into construction? We have two pretty different stories, but uh, we how do you guys know off? each other? Like, uh, we 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 met at like church. Um, so we went to the same church in Muskoka, and I moved there. Um, and I started working for a company for like maybe eight months. And that whole time that we were kind of, we played on the um, church band or worship team or whatever. So he plays the drums. I play the guitar. Could have brought the drums and, in. Oh, I know. I told he him to bring the drums. So we'll plan yeah, for it. We, we have space yeah. right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but anyways, that whole time he was kind of trying to like poach me to come work for him and his dad at a company called SML Contracting, which I think... Um, Emerson Brennan mentioned oh, yeah, that yeah, in yeah, his right, podcast. Yeah. So we actually worked with Emerson at the company, but, um, but anyways, we just kind of like, um, met and we really clicked and I ended up getting on board with him at SML. And I worked at SML for, I think 10 years, almost I got to the mm -hmm. point before we went on our own. So that's kind of how we connected anyways, originally. And then and how old I, is Northman right now? Uh, we launched in Year April, one. was it? Yeah. Yeah. Like not even a year. Essentially, did refresh. you guys sit down and figure out Northman is going to be about this? Did you guys <clears throat> kind of come up with your plan and decide on what our key goals are, are, you know, the next steps? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like craft is number one. Don't want to lack on, on, uh, or skimping out on using bad products. But, uh, yeah, we wanted to, the idea was to keep it small. That way we can get a good grasp and a good handle on everything. And then if the opportunity arises, then make it bigger. But you don't want to go too big at, at the start just because obviously you've heard bad stories of people getting too top-heavy too fast and getting out of control. So that's why it's just we've we brought on two subs. We don't They can worry about all their own insurances and stuff. Where it's just him and I, it's a little less on the, yeah, like making sure they've got work constantly and all that stuff. So like... We wanted to keep it smaller just for simplicity, but yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. No, no, it does. It totally does. And I'm just wondering why you guys think so many young trades want to move up the ranks faster these days. Is it ego driven? Mm -hmm. Is it perception of like my business is growing? I want it to continue to grow. I want it to look like a monster instead of it just being a mighty mouse kind of thing. I think there's probably a bit of that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody's striving. When, you're, when you live in Muskoka, everybody's striving to have a big place on the water, right? That's where there's some serious cash there. And that's the clients that we've worked for in the past and are currently working for. That's where you want to be. That's where you, the budgets are a little bit bigger. You get to use nicer materials. But I think that's the goal. Even if you're living up there, that's kind of the end goal, to live on the water for a lot of people. Like, I want the nice boat. I want big house on the water. So the way they maybe get there is to get big it, it's harder to do it at a smaller scale yeah um it's i think in my opinion it is achievable but it might take a little longer what are these clients looking for because it just seems like because we've interviewed quite a few people from your neck of the woods right and i just i'm trying to get an idea they're they're different than toronto-based clients right like I, even if they have homes here in toronto they've got their <laughs> summer homes up there mm -hmm. but what are they looking for in a builder what do they appreciate the most out of it I, I think it's honestly like personalities have to like jive. Like there has to be like kind of like a comfort, 
comfortability, if that's a word, um, between, between the client <laughs> and uh, the builder and stuff. Trust, obviously, is one. So, you know, you have to be able to back up, you know, what you're saying that you can provide them in your services. Um, and then also just, I think, like, you know, which in our case might be, you know, starting out with two guys and two young guys, they might be like, well, is the experience there? Or are they going to be able to back up what they're saying? But <clears throat> we've we've worked on, like, these builds, like, with, like, you know, all these, like, fancy details. And then even the people that we do bring on, they have, like, you know, their experience that they bring to the table and everything. So I feel like we, you know, we try and make it a very good experience for them. And, you know, timeline-wise, we're very, like, conscientious of, like, how we manage the project and just hitting certain deadlines, you know, putting in the hours to get to a certain point and stuff. So, yeah. Every project go on time, on schedule, perfectly? Never a no. hump? Nothing? No. No, I, I, I would I know, say I know, that it would be, yeah, very hard. But that's to, part of the job, right? Yeah. That's part of what you guys are doing. <clears throat> it's yeah. controlling expectations and yep. good communications, I think, is the biggest thing in, in working with clients or in business as a whole, I feel like, is communication between your staff but also like your clients are is huge because if there's communication breakdown oh you're reeling after that how do you guys handle creative expectations and client expectations and when i say that i mean yeah i'm envious of you guys have a shop you you said like it's a small shop mm -hmm. it's not a it's a shop right so yep. it's basically i look at it like it's a portal to creativity mm -hmm. right so you guys have an opportunity where we got a new tool coming in here. We got a new idea, something that could expand our creativity pool, right? Right. So you guys go in there and you want to present it to a client. So you start thinking, the wheel starts spinning, and now you start presenting it to the client. But then the client is not necessarily on board with it, and you have to somehow sell that creativity to them, and then get it to the point where they can sign off on saying, "Yes, we'll pay X amount." You guys calculate, which most of the time, if it's something new, is always underestimated, right? Because it always it's challenging. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So how do you guys balance that client and that creativity expectations? Because every tradesperson I know that is passionate about their business, they always want to try something new. Oh. Yeah, the yeah. problem is that you get pigeonholed in clients always asking you to continue building what you've always been building, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is what we don't want to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like I'd, I'd say like, I know I've heard people on the podcast say like doing like mock-ups and stuff like that. Yeah. So like just to help on like the visual aid side and then also even um, – Brendan's like really good with like the SketchUp program, which is pretty handy for good people tool. that are kind of like, Just you know, have, yeah, back pocket. visually challenged. So you, they can actually see the concept and how it works out to scale in the space that you're thinking about providing that detail. Um, but yeah, definitely the, the budget aspect is something that, especially for us, like as we're obviously like starting out, that's like a part where we're, you know, really learning, honing in. We do have our experience of, you know, our rough timeline on what we think that it's going to take to achieve that. And yeah. then you maybe tack on like a little bit extra. And if you hit it, perfect. If you're doing it faster than what you said, you know, you can maybe knock a little bit off the, the price that you were thinking and, you know, work out like a mm -hmm. little bit of a benefit to the customer in that way. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely doing the, the new stuff. There is challenges like that, like, you know, estimating what it's going to cost and timeline and stuff. And, I think we play a little good cop, bad cop sometimes. <laughs> Does that come up? Yeah, yeah. for sure. You <clears throat> should. Yeah, like, because especially if you have the husband and wife too, there's two different personalities there. And sometimes it's better. It's almost like a one-on-one, -on -one, mm -hmm. essentially. 
and it's played that way in the past where I might gravitate to one, he might gravitate to the other. Um, that I feel like that's a helpful. Like obviously some people have, they can visualize the end before it starts. And then the other side, usually they both can't. So it's like leaning one way or the other, um, helping maybe hand holding to the one that has a hard time seeing the finished product. And yeah, things like SketchUp or like a, like a small little mock-up is definitely helpful. But uh, yeah, like even doing stuff like kind of the mundane things that you always do, like we're, we're never really satisfied with <clears throat> like our processes. Like we're always trying to find a better way. Of fa- yeah, maybe that's where, the, that's where the creativity Yeah, like and I, still I had find the same battles. Like yeah. I, just, I constantly... You're on a job site. I look at it like, like a canvas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially if you're there from the morning to the night, right, where you see Mother Nature kind of shine her light into the job site. Your wheels are spinning. You're coming up with these ideas, and then you just start. I guess your first thought is, what's that dollar value attached to that idea? Mm-hmm. Can I convince that dollar value on top of to the client and then see if they'll green light it and go ahead, right? But the majority of my ideas that I was always coming up with were never out there. They were right. never on a Pinterest board or a house yeah. home or yeah. they were never there. So it's just, and you, you get a lot of clients and I'm, I'm sure that some of it happens up there in Muskoka, yeah. but definitely in Toronto, they just revert right back to what's always been done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like sometimes in some sense, like some of the clients that we have worked for in the past, um, ultimately it doesn't, doesn't matter at the end of the day. Sometimes they aren't worried about the price. They just want the look that they want but if you're trying to that's the sell beauty of it yeah that's the that's the best client for sure (laughs) um but yeah like sometimes when you're trying to like convince them of a detail like there's also clients when you first start like in those initial stages of building and everything you're kind of like doing all of your proving you know on the work at that stage and then as like we've had it before where like we've worked for clients and then you can just see the kind of like trust growing and stuff so when you suggest something that maybe you would have you know, suggested earlier, it would have been a no-go, but then you kind of like start to grab their attention a little bit more because they're seeing some of the details that you are pulling off. And they're like, you know what, these guys have a good site for like, you know, what is going to work, mm-hmm. what's not going to work. So yeah, it's, it's a lot of like feeling the kind of customer out in that sense and just, you know, knowing where you can maybe push on some things and where you don't push, you know? Mm-hmm. I wonder if a lot of clients understand that you guys <clears throat> new to this brand that you guys are building right now. So you guys are, are experimenting a lot and trying new ideas that are probably costing you more and not making as much profit. And hopefully you guys are still making profit, right? And I've mm-hmm. shared this on the show yeah. several times where it's like passion versus profit, right. which one it is. And I wonder if there's a lot of clients out there that realize that the new guys on the block, they're focused on that passion. So there might be an opportunity to work with them to try to get some new ideas out there. Do you yeah. think those clients are are there that have that mindset or they just want that trust factor associated with, we just want this job done. We want this design done. We really, we don't really want you to veer off and try something new. We want you to just stay clean and just get it delivered. Um, since 1991, Mississauga Hardware Centers, MHCI, or Saga Tools as the cool kids call it, has been a trusted name in the construction supply industry. Serving the greater Toronto area as a family-founded, owned, and operated company, they take pride in their reputation as one of the most respected construction supply providers in the GTA. At MHCI, they stand out for their commitment to fast and efficient service. 
Their team of friendly, courteous, and knowledgeable staff is available to assist you with any questions you may have. They understand the importance of product knowledge and strive to provide an unsurpassed level of expertise to their valued customers. They take pride in their ability to purchase large volumes of products directly from manufacturers worldwide. This enables them to pass on substantial savings to their customers. Whether you're embarking on a do-it-yourself project, constructing a multi-million dollar building, or involved in city infrastructure development, their products and prices remain highly competitive within the industry. Order online at www.mississaugahardware.com or better yet, go and visit them in person and always check out what's happening on their social at Mississauga Hardware Center with C-E-N-T-R-E. Yeah, like I, I'd say like, I don't, I don't know if we've run into a client where they're so closed off of like, this is going to be the way it's going to be from the get-go because I, I don't think there's been one job where like, there hasn't been some part of it that hasn't evolved yeah. as the build has gone on. Cause they start to see the, you know, space as you put up like interior walls, they start to see the space a little bit differently mm-hmm. and then they get at different ideas. And then there's the Pinterest element that they're always kind of scrolling through and they see something different that they want. So I feel like it's an always evolving process and nothing's really stuck in sand. There might be one detail in the house that they're just admin on and it's like, okay, then for sure we're going to, you know, do, do that detail. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like you don't probably run into that like too, too often where, you know, you can't have that little bit of lenience in some mm-hmm. areas or suggestions on maybe little tweaks to something. Yeah. Are they respectful? Sorry, Brent, you were. I was just going <coughs> to say like, you learn kind of their style and taste and, you know, you get a feel for maybe this is a good time to speak up or give a, an opinion on something or a different idea. But, uh, yeah, I think it's all about based on the client, but I don't feel like they're ever fully closed off to an idea. I haven't come, we haven't come across, like, no, this is the way I want it. This is the way I got to have it. Like, it's... Not saying that they're not out there. Yeah, there's, there's definitely, probably out definitely there, but... Clients. We just haven't run into them. Yeah. But they just, like, I, it's always a, a give-and-take relationship mm-hmm. anyway, right? And you want them to be that way anyway, right? Yeah. Because I'm sure that when you guys start looking at designs for the first time and you're you're gravitating to specific details yourself, and then you're starting to think, well, you know what? I know what costs of materials are. I know what this will cost in the end, but they're asking for this. So, like, I, off camera, before we got started, we started talking about different species of wood and, and walnut prices and red oak and white oak and all yeah. kinds of stuff like that. It's just, like, are they respectful of your opinion about what you guys have done <clears throat> homework-wise regarding what the material costs are going down the pipeline right now. Like things are expensive and mm-hmm. they want what they want, but you guys also want to offer up options to them saying, listen, it'll look almost the same. I know that you're magically attached to the specific grain, the specific tone, the specific everything, right. but we want to offer you guys this because it's going to be actually pretty expensive if you guys go down this route. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, I definitely think that that, that happens where maybe they get stuck on, they want a specific species and you can offer it up and you know, you've done kind of your part in that sense, you know, you've offered a cheaper way. If they want to go with the more expensive way, then, you know, by all means, but that's just, you know, carrying it into the budget, right? Essentially. Yeah. You provide options. I feel like that's pretty key in common. It's part of the job, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, for sure. Yeah. I feel like if you weren't to speak into, if there's like maybe a better way, like that's maybe something that, you know, our clients have valued that we do kind of, you know, speak into those situations where maybe there's a better way. 
And if they don't like it, then that's fine. You know, we spoke into it instead of just being like, well, whatever. It's, you know, your house. You want to do it your way. We'll just, you know, kind of shut our minds off and do it mm-hmm. that way. You know, we're always, like Brendan said, just the processes, materials, all that stuff. We're just always trying to evolve. You can't be too attached. Be, no. Like, you can't, right? Unless it's your home. <clears throat> and yeah. we all know that if it's your home, you'll make the same mistakes, but we don't care about that because you yeah. can at least experiment it and you're not building yourself at that point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I don't, I think it's, it's, it's bad luck for a young trade getting into the business, trying to expand and start their own building business. Mm-hmm. They get too attached. Yeah. Then they'll get, they'll take it personally. And I'm like, yeah. you can't do that. Like, yeah. don't, don't, if they say no, they don't want it, then that's fine. Don't, yeah. don't look at them as an enemy now. No. no. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's their house at the end of the day. They're yes. the ones spending 100%, the money. Right. The client is always right. So well, I wouldn't speak. agree with that one. Huh? But yeah. I mean, yeah, that's just, I, I, at what point do you guys, because I know you guys are starting this business and you guys are younger and you have that passion. Mm-hmm. At what point do you guys look at each other and say, no, it's time to make some money. Let's start looking at profit now. Or like at what point do you guys have that conversation? I think right off day right one. Right off the bay. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, I think it's a always a tricky thing where obviously you want you need to do projects. You need to be making money, right? But you don't want to shoot yourself in the foot and just be like, I, I'm going to go low just to maybe get the job. I think it's the worst thing you can do. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's, we can go off on a bit of a tangent on that. Oh, but there's like, no tangents here. But I mean, I, I think it's bad. I think that you yeah. get a lot of younger, naive mm-hmm. people. And that's why I was asking at the very beginning where it's like, are they too quick to climb that mountain? Yeah. Where it's like, maybe don't undersell yourself. Mm-hmm. maybe go in there and figure out what the price is because we've all done this. You, you try to calculate something and then you get to the final number. You're like, Oh, that number is going to scare them. Like right. I can't yep. present that number. And <clears throat> then yep. you start whittling down that number somehow. And I'm like, I don't think you should do that. Yeah. yeah that's your knee jerk reaction. You're like, ah, oh, this is going to come across heavy. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's the hard part is like, you might be, if you start undercutting, then your, your profits are just like disappearing as, as you're doing that right like i i like the mindset of i'd rather be a bit high and tell them there's this if you're satisfied with this number then we're good but we're hoping we're high but at the end of the day this is the number that we're shooting for and if we're lower we will give a kickback depending on if we make it under budget so to speak but as long as they're happy with like that final number i like to be yeah on the heavier side of it and i'm and that might not land you every job, but at least we know if we got the job, we're going to be making money and there's no fear of like, oh crap, we're, we have no money, like no profit in what we're doing. But I think going back to what we were previously talking about, like a small, like small little things or tweaks, it's obviously you don't want to do stuff for free, but if there's a really cool idea or detail that you've never done before, I'm almost happy to take a flyer on it where you're not making money, but it's like you're building that portfolio that you yep. want. And then you can almost use it as like, oh, it's doing it as like an advertisement piece. I'm not saying I would want to do that for like a 20, 30, $40,000 little gig. But if we're talking like five grand or if whatever. It's a like detail. That. I mean, that's yeah. how I basically came across you guys. Like I yeah. saw the post where you guys were doing that. What you explained to me off mic, that was red oak wood and it was just strips. And, and it was an idea that I had years ago and I presented right. it to a client and they vetoed it. They just said, no, we didn't want mm-hmm. to do it. Right. So it was fine. And then I, I knew in the back of my head it was going to look beautiful. I just yeah. knew it. And then sure enough, I see it on your page. and I'm like, well, there you go. It's yeah, beautiful, yeah. Right. And it needed SketchUp. Really 
Get that sweet <laughs> I like grabbing a piece of two by four or whatever and just yeah. like I, I've you actually done this spray can right. right on the floor on the subfloor. I was like, this is what I'm talking about here, right? Yeah, like yeah. The, and I'm trying to like it's not that I'm a graffiti artist or anything. I'm trying to explain to them, but I think the reason that they hire you is because they want you to try ideas. Mm. Right. Right. But I guess the moment that you start going a little too different outside of the Pinterest and house zone, then yeah. they get a little nervous for that point. No, for yeah. sure. Because they won't know how to explain it, I guess, to their circle of friends and their family. Yeah. yeah. This is what our contractor is doing. And, and then you'll get a bunch of deer just looking at it, each other going, what yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. Mm. But then they see the end result and sure enough, they understand it. So they got to wait until guys like you do it, share it. And they're going, yeah. this is what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what happens. Right. Yeah. 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 At the end of the day, you don't want them to be, have a really cool detail in their house. They're not like, they're not in love with it where, yeah, you, you, if it's, if it's not a crazy detail oriented house and they're loving it, I feel like that's almost a better win in our, my opinion yeah. is like, as yeah. long as they're happy, it's their home or cottage, mostly cottage. Um, and they love it. And maybe we are like, oh, we could have done this here, this there, which always happens in every Save house. Save it for the next one. Yeah, yeah. and it happens yeah. in your own house too, yeah. right? But it's like, just take the win as they love it. They're happy and they'll just, the best advertisement is your past clients if you treat them well. And that's, they're just, they always have friends or family, right? So I've had clients say like, listen, you can't come up with any other better ideas than this place that you're building right now. And I, I would look at them going, what are you talking about? Right. Like we're contractors, we're idea machines. We just come up with ideas, right? So yeah. that's what we're supposed to do. So yeah. he's the idea. Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. I, I log like a lot of hours on like <laughs> YouTube and Instagram just scouring, and stuff. just doing RD, right? Yeah, he's our, like a lot of it. Yeah, he's our research sure. committee with yeah. Northman. Yeah, but it's just that you get these ideas, and maybe you're not like even going to use it on whatever this specific project, but it's like you just catalog it and then. You know, you have that kind of flash of genius back to be like, oh, I saw this, you know, way back when. And maybe it actually worked in this scenario. And I find it's really useful, like, you know, to have, even if it's just like making different like jigs or ways of doing the actual work part of it, not necessarily like details, yeah. but just that aspect. Sometimes it gets out of like some crunches or, you know, helps you do the detail faster mm -hmm. and stuff. So, yeah. So I know you guys are all, is it all festival? <clears throat> no. It's no, it can't be, right? You can't go all at once. <laughs> it's it's, it's still passion right now. It's close. Once it starts to become more profitable, then it could be more festival. Yeah. yeah. We had a yeah. bunch of festival before we kicked off, but yeah. it definitely has grown for yeah. sure. But uh, it's mostly DeWalt and, and festival. Yeah. A little Milwaukee mixed in, the M12 stuff. But we, we were fortunate enough that at our last job, we like supplied majority of the tools like outside of like the miter saw and table saw and kind of compressor so we already had like a pretty mm. healthy tool um collection established beforehand so it's not like there was like a huge kind of hit by for you know oh we got to get all this stuff right yeah. we already had that stuff in our personal stuff like we had miter saws and stuff at our own house and stuff so like wasn't, the shop wasn't was always already outfitted like the, basically the big <clears> tool <throat> in our shop is our felder edge bander that mm -hmm. we have but we had like the Capex miter saw. We had like yeah. the Laguna table saw. Obviously, yeah. the, you can get get bigger and better stuff. But but you don't need it really. No, do not really not at the moment. Like we get we get by. <laughs> it's always in play though. <laughs> he's well, got you a, guys he's are looking at geography. You're he's looking got at a real space man. you have, right? Yeah, That's the real estate is. for sure. Yeah. yeah, 
but it's like even like the the edge banner and stuff it's like we both have like a background in working in like the cabinet shop and uh we did one job <clears throat> for a friend of ours where it was like a bunch of built-ins and you're going back and doing like the ironing and like trimming all the edge tape and stuff and just knowing what you've worked on before, you're like, oh, it was, it was this that is absolutely back, I was just brutal. whispering. You just yeah, smell that glue just activating oh. and then you're oh. just wafting it. Like yeah. you're getting so close and you're like, I'm not feeling very good right now. I'm yeah. feeling a little lightheaded right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. So <laughs> it's so painful. So for us to be able to step out and get the edge bander, it's a huge blessing, obviously, because, you know, it's nice to have it. Um, but just putting a piece through and it just comes out and it's all done. You're just like, what what can be easy, better? Easy. Is there some crazy, like I, it's been a while since I've actually had a conversation about sheet goods and edge banding and cabinetry. I mean, is there still some craziness coming out, like some certain sheets that are coming out design wise and people like manufacturers are designing? Um, I don't, I don't know. We've been, I've been in search on like my kind of internet exploratory time of trying to find a plywood that has a thicker veneer. Cause We've done um, in one of our past jobs like a headboard wall that was all out of like a walnut um, sheet. So it was just like this wall that was like, I think it was maybe like eight, eight, inches. eight inches thick oh, wow. by like, I think seven feet tall. And mitered it was just kind of like, side. yeah, mitered all Top the way around. Sides. So it'd be nice to find a product if there's any plywood sheet distributors listening to this that would have a thicker veneer so when you're joining them it's not like this like 30 second veneer that if you have to sand it's something sand just it. goes right through right so that would be a lovely product to find and i think they have it over in germany it's like the the difference between european stuff and north american products is wild really just yeah? the differences yeah like they have like some plywood over there where it's like three quarter inch plywood but the veneers are like quarter inch thick that are like cross laminated so, so, so three quarter would be 19 <clears throat> mil yeah so like what four or five mil of that is actual finished material yeah a like, a, of it, uh, like a third of really? it yeah. yeah yeah like it's it's very like thick i have a picture of my phone because i'm just like i gotta find a product like this but stuff like that the manufacturer be, behind that oh I don't, I don't even know. I'd, I'm I'd just have curious to look it on, up. I mean, it kind of makes sense because they want to do mitering. I guess they want to do complete, like they just want to make it look as solid as piece of wood as possible, yeah. right? Yeah. Versus yeah. here, I guess they're just ripping it down and skinning them as thin as possible oh, to get as many sheets thin. as good, right? Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. But even if it was an yeah. eighth, that'd be eighth just Jim Dandy. Yeah, but I've been noticing the same thing with finish ready, uh, finished flooring. The mm -hmm. veneer's been getting thinner and thinner too, oh, yeah. right? So it's just yeah. absolutely insane how thin. It is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't uh, say. <laughs> no, 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 hey, we've all been there where yeah. I've had a job where we had to resand it because the material was not that good, yeah, and all of a sudden we were getting dangerously close on the on the on the first sand, yeah. and then all of a sudden it still didn't turn out well. It, it there was a problem with the mix, yeah. So yeah. we had to sand it again, and all of a sudden the last conversation I had with the client is like, yeah, there's some of the tongues are popping. So now really? it's all garbage, right? And so, and that was two cents. Yeah. So I've never heard of pre-finish flooring, <clears throat> two cents. And I won't say the company's name on on, but it, he and I didn't get along. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you know, all he kept on slapping in my face was the uh, standards, the industry standards. And I was yeah. like, stop showing me this crap. Like I don't standards I mean, pretty low. Yeah. That's yeah. That, like you're not speaking my language here. We're talking about a, someone's <clears throat> home. We're talking about their finished material that's brand new that's just been installed and now you're dangerously close to on the second sand. Yeah. That makes no sense to me. So you product is failed in my eyes, right? Oh, for mm -hmm. sure, yeah. So That is the one trick with when you have like engineered flooring is, yeah, the, the lifespan is definitely a lot 
like shorter, I would say, than like an, a true hardwood because the veneers are the max I've seen is like quarter inch and you get all the way down to like a 16th. Like it's just ridiculous. And the 16th, you can't even get a sand on it. No, you can't. It's, it's you got to rip it out or you go have to rip top. it out like at that point. Brutal. And I'm all for sustainability. Like, trust me, I just, I still sometimes think that, sure, three quarter thick hardwood flooring, solid. Does it make sense? Like, mm. not even in your grandkids' lifetime are you ever going to get sanding that point, right? Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd rather have engineer, but if you're having an engineer and you're cutting all these corners by putting next to nothing, less than two mil finishing, then it makes no sense. You're, yeah. you're just, installing it once yeah. that's all you're doing at that point yeah. right yeah. yeah it's painful i i do have uh that is a part of the construction is like the longevity of what we're building is the lack of good quality products it's just few and far between I have feel you like. guys seen it just like downwards like just people don't this is like i've had that conversation i've been to suppliers and they gave me something and i'm like taking it out going no i don't want that my mindset is like i'm paying the exact same amount for that good piece as i am for that bad piece and i don't mm -hmm. want the bad piece because i already know what's happening on the back end yeah i'm going to be fighting with painters i'm going to be fighting with trim installers i'm going to be fighting with a bunch of people saying that what do you want from me man <laughs> yeah, what right. do you expect from me i don't understand so it's like you're creating more work for me because <clears throat> you're i guess quality control past this yeah right well, then you got your numbers, but now you're trying to sell it off to me, and then you will find a builder that will buy it, no problem, no questions asked, but that's not going to be me at that day. That's not us yeah. either. I go yeah. pretty heavy on some of the orders, like trim or anything like that, because I'm famous for bringing everything back if it's extra, and then you can pick and choose as things twist. Like a blemish and a knot knots. is like, listen, unless oh, yeah. it's, it's designed for blemishes and knots, which I don't think of anything as designed for blemish and knots, right? Mm. Like, we don't want that wood. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I just I, I keep saying it's kindling, guys. That's what it is, right? Yeah. And I'm not paying for this kindling, right? No. A hundred percent. Definitely. So, yeah, I know you guys do you you do you do all your cabinetry, right? Yeah, for for the most part, like on the job that we did this uh this summer and fall, like we did there's a couple of kitchens, all the vanities we've built. It's a nice feeling putting the logo on the side, eh? Yeah. Well we get yeah. so we it do all nice the touch. all the boxes and in the fronts, um, but we get like dovetail maple uh, drawer boxes um, from the city. So okay. they make them for us and they, they laser like um, put our logo in on the side of it. It's quite a, quite a nice touch. It's a nice little touch. It yeah. looks nice, right? It's a little bit more money to do it that way, but it's just like it's worth it. Quality. It's yeah. worth it, right? I've never had a client say anything about it. Like you put a little signature here and that's it. They don't have a problem with it, right? No. I don't think so. As long as they do, the, you just close the door. That's yeah, all it yeah. Is, right? yeah, yeah. Walk away from it. Yeah, as <laughs> yeah. long as this the relationship hasn't gone sour <laughs> with the with the client, then you're good. But yeah. If they if if it's gone well, then they're like they're happy that that's on there. It's like a sense of pride for them too, right? Like. Oh. So what do you guys do when it starts to get a little bit of rough waters there? Like, do you guys bring a book in of like dummies for dealing with clients or something like that, and just like read it <laughs> while you're sitting down the job site and then let them see you on that? I think we we haven't had we've there's been maybe some like points of maybe not seeing eye to eye on certain parts of like details in the house, but and that's I think that's gonna happen regardless. Yeah, it's part of the, yeah. yeah. But I don't we haven't had like a a sour relationship at all with a client or gone bad or anything like that or anything that's not salvageable. Um, but I think a big thing is when you're having your first meeting with 
with a potential client, they're maybe walking a current project. I think that too is they're gauging us, but we're also gauging them too, because um, obviously like you get a bit of an off feeling with them, like maybe it's just not quite the right client. I'm not going to force it because it could go great and it might be fine the whole way through, but I'm like, I have a gut shot that it's like, I don't know, towards the end of the job, this could get, could get a little ugly one way or another. Do you, you bring Jesse in at that time and see? If uh, we both would do we that. Both. Yeah. Yeah. Both there. Yeah. So, so then you both have an opinion later on going, you getting the same feeling I'm getting. And yeah. then if you guys yeah. do, then you guys kind of say, I think we maybe we should bow out at this. Yeah. One. yeah. And I think too, like it really depends on some of the language that they use. And it's obviously starting out, you might not be hitting the home runs right away. So like if they're like trying to, the budgets may be smaller or they're, or yeah, I guess budget or ideas are maybe lacking or it's maybe not quite what we want our portfolio to look like. And we, if we have the luxury to kind of steer clear of stuff like that, then we will. But I think you can get a sense of maybe how uptight they'll be in certain areas or it's just pure off the cuff, like a feeling. I see their point of view. Like, I mean, Jobs can get it into seven figures, right? Mm-hmm. So, is in, and, and realistically, a bathroom, I, like if you talk to me about being a, um, doing a bathroom remodel, three piece, whatever, it's less than 10 grand. I go, I don't know how you're making money and mm-hmm. yeah. which, uh, how situation you're, or what material you're using because it's just, it doesn't make any sense, right? So, I don't know where clients are getting that number from. And I can see their point where there's a lot of money being exchanged here, right? But there's also a lot of craft being given mm-hmm. for that money. So I think you you have to have respect on both sides of the fence. And I think a lot of clients get nervous because the unfortunate thing is they start getting blinded by their selection of finishings on things that have nothing to do with you. Right. Mm. And I've always <clears throat> talked about that. And I'm talking about the sub-zeros and I'm talking about, you know, those really expensive items that have nothing to do with you other than specs for installation purposes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they want to spend that money on that, but they don't want to spend the money on you. Yeah. But... For you to have that, you need you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's got to fit. If you're doing the sub-zeros, you got to have some, <coughs> well, a decent house, but some nice cabinetry that's kind of framing it in. Well, you want the quality to go with it. Like, I mean, there's yeah. no reason. I don't think I've ever heard of a client installing Ikea cabinets right next to sub-zero. No, I was just about to say <laughs> I don't know if that's, ex- like, does that exist? feel that off. No. <laughs> Maybe. I took the words out of my mouth. I don't know. Would you, like, would you go in there and you're having a dinner party with all your friends? You're like, this is the Ikea whatever from aisle whatever and right next to the Sub-Zero. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't freezer, freezer, right? You might as well put water in your Bentley. I don't understand. Like, it, doesn't, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't work for me, right? So if you're asking to have these really high-ticket items, then you should be having the high-ticket contractor that needs to know th- what they're doing to put that together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right? Yeah. And sometimes like the, you know, the idea of what they want for finishes and how, you know, they want the house to look and then also size because people are like into like both. They want the big house. They also want the finishes, but sometimes depending on the budget constraint that they have, it's like ultimately you can't have both. So you're trying to find like the happy ground. Maybe size is more important because you have family or you do functions and there's just got to be that open dialogue that's like there's something's got to give here and just having that honesty with the client right like just be you know, plain you just you can, you can't have it all sometimes yeah. some people can the concrete aggregates and construction industry is always evolving 
With an ever-changing industry, it's crucial to stay up to date on the latest technology and techniques. Come to the Canadian Concrete Expo to keep your skills sharp and upgrade your knowledge to meet the needs of today's market. The Canadian Concrete Expo offers over 40 conference sessions, certification courses, stage presentations, and live large equipment demos all in one convenient location. February 14th and 15th at the International Centre in Toronto. If you haven't looked it up yet, go to the CanadianConcreteExpo.com and sign up for the newsletter to get special show offers direct to your inbox. But some Have you can. told clients to maybe wait? <clears throat> I've said that before. I say, I don't think you guys are ready. If you're financially not understanding what this is going to cost for a contractor to do it, mm-hmm. and I've said that. I've said that before. I go, trust me, you'll find a contractor. We'll do it for your price. Yeah. But buyer beware. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you're not ready for it, then maybe you wait until you're ready for it, financially speaking. Yeah, we yeah. had like a small, smaller like reno, nothing really structural, just like a small cottage on a lake, um, Three Mile Lake. And we're taking in her information and then we came up with like just a rough concept just to, so we're both on the same page. Um, and then just presented like a number based on what we had information wise and it was yeah like so like, oh, it was more than i'm thinking about spending and then she's like reeling like do i just sell my house the cottage and get something blah 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 and it wasn't like i wasn't trying to shove anything in her face like no you gotta do this gotta do that i'm kind of gauging her reactions and stuff and helping her and then i like hooked her up with a real estate agent that i know and maybe if if down the road, if you get a different cottage and you need some work, like little tweaks or whatever, we'll be happy to help. But there's definitely, yeah, there, you can kind of, I gauged it based on her reaction, but we just had that one so far. So. How far off were you guys? Well, I think she was probably about 100 grand or 80 wow. grand more. Okay. Yeah. Did, Did she end up selling it? Uh, I don't know that. Okay. I kind of, I just, I'm like, if you, I'm not going to stay in the picture, like, if you would like to reach out again, I'm happy. Just let it, yeah. And I think she really appreciated it. I got that vibe from her where like she felt maybe trusted and, and like a safer place when we're not like, yeah, trying to sell ourselves yeah. to her, right? Pushing it on her. Yeah. I don't know. That's, <clears throat> a, that's the approach that I've, I've kind of always taken where I don't want to like show up, like be in somebody's face, even on like a personal level or a business level. Yeah. Obviously, there's a certain extent where you need to sell yourself, but I'm not gonna like sell, sell my soul basically to try to. But you win guys aren't gonna over. do the cardinal sin, which is like start reducing the price but not removing scope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like to reduce the price, you have to remove a scope. It's simple as yeah. that. That's yeah. the math that's attached to yeah. that estimate, right? Yeah. And I think the worst thing too is like, say, even if we did do that job, and then there's maybe another carpenter or builder that happened to walk through it, and he's like, "Man, why would you spend all this money?" on this place like you could have had that and it's like that would reflect badly on us like you know down the road how it's like obviously it's up to the individual but it's like if we had to just push to you know you could do this you could do that when it's like only a three season cottage but they spent the money and it's fitted out like it should be almost like a four season cottage it's like you know i i feel like that would be reflect badly on mm-hmm. you know our character it's like you know we just force somebody into going down a road because we wanted business. You yeah. know, we wanted to fill our time slot kind of deal. Yeah. So there's like, there's like a little bit of, I guess, honesty, you know, in it to us that we want to, you know, demonstrate to the clients in a, in yeah. a way. Yeah. Why do you guys think that most clients <clears throat> don't want to hang on to their properties as long as the years gone by? 
clients used to like like back in the 60s and 70s and 80s homes were held onto for 25 30 plus years probably handed down to family members or whatever but these days it seems like a five it's almost like a mortgage timetable yeah. right you know what i'm saying yeah. yeah like why do they want to let it go so quickly or are they, are they doing the stupid things that they're buying up Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot There's of clients do that, yeah. right? So it's yeah. like we put all this reno in here. It looks amazing. It's great. The IKEA kitchen next to the Sub Zero totally sells it on camera, right? So we can sell this place <laughs> and get a lot of money for it, yeah. and then we'll buy another place, right? And then we'll start renovating that. Is that yeah. why they're trying to buy for up sure. the whole time? Yeah, yeah, I think that's definitely a part of it. And two, like obviously, cottages were passed down generation to generations. Now, if your cottage is like a rustic cottage, which is like a typical cottage feel. But most of uh, the places that you see being built in Muskoka are homes that are called cottages. And you're... What's well technically over, the difference? Like, what's the... They just don't live there the whole time. It's a full-on house. Oh, so that's oh yeah. Like, it's heated all year round. So you're living... It's four-season as a home. They're heated it's all year round. It's four-season at home. And, like, when you label it as a cottage, you can get away with, like, certain things, like the amount of, like, uh, percentage of, like, your wall square footage that's covered with windows you can get away with more because it's defined as a cottage, like a secondary Loophole. living space compared to like oh, a really, traditional yeah. house. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but most of there's li- there's little loopholes. Glass driven, like they want all this glass, right? Yeah. They do, and that's why that's it's cottage. What, that's that's called a cottage. That's yeah, get it's away like their secondary dwelling, but they might spend two months of the year there. But it's heated all year round, and for some people, they're fully, they have people there monitoring the house weekly. How's uh, I don't know if I asked the other guys this, but how's dealing with the city up there and the inspectors? Like, is I just picture it kind of laid back and showing up with a blunt and just going, let's go through this. <laughs> I, f- no, I find like it, that, it eh? depends, like, from <laughs> town to town. Like, if it's, like, you know, Bracebridge to Huntsville to, like, all the different areas around Muskoka, they can all be a little bit different in of themselves. And then also, it, even on the same township, it depends on the inspectors that you get where... You know, some people are more focused on these different, like, little details, where other ones, they're just kind of, like, looking more big picture. So it's it's not, I'd see I'd say that there's not really a, a consistency to it. No. You're allowed different things <coughs> in different towns, even though they're, like, 15, 20 minutes apart. Mm. And then there's certain water. It's, um, so, like, there's three big lakes in Muskoka. They're... They're run, even if they're in the town, like let's say Gravenhurst, for instance, their district isn't Gravenhurst. It's like uh, under a totally different thing that would do like your permitting and stuff. Oh, wow. So it's all a bit of a weird one. And like those three lakes are, you're allowed different things than you would be in like Huntsville on a smaller lake. Like there's different restriction factors. And so it's a bit of a headache, but going to like building inspectors is kind of a mixed bag. You might have some pretty uptight people, which... Honestly, that's around the board. Yeah, I, I, I feel like <clears throat> I I would say a lot of people are, oh, it's frustrating, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, it's good in the sense that it's kind of keeping, keeping people honest and accountable. Because, yeah. like, I've come across people, like, they would even show up for, like, an electrical permit. They passed. Nobody showed up. And then, like, um, like a f- guy would come in and do framing. He would, like, walk around. There's a, there's a second story. He's, yep, yep, you're good. But there's not no look at a story thing. in the drawings? No, there is. Oh, okay. Didn't look. He just had a little peek. He's like, yeah, you're good to go. So it's like, but you have people that they would go through like everything, like all the trusses, how are they nailed off 
to that. So it's like a pretty wide extreme. Yeah, they, they just have different just things that they know. look for. You have no idea. You don't know. Yeah, it and it's not showing like, up. Yeah, it's not like you have the same inspector showing up every time to your build too. So mm-hmm. they don't even necessarily know what's been done before. It's just going off the other approval of the other builder inspector. Yeah. Are the inspectors kind of young or <clears throat> old or what are they? It's just a mixed bag as they're, well. They're all over. Yeah, they're all probably 40 or older. Are the, Actually, there uh, is one younger guy in Huntsville. Yeah. He's probably like mid, mid to early 30s. What about the tree police? Are they pretty strict up there? Tree police? Like Arbors? the M&R? Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's conservation. Conservation? Um, is it, does it even exist up there or no? I guess because there's a lot of rules, right? Regarding the runoffs and yeah, what I'd you want to expand to. There's like, so like in a couple of the projects that were like, they're smaller ones. Like some of them are just even like a deck. So we're pulling the permit for them. And like that C, CPP mm-hmm. or whatever, the community planning something or whatever permit. And that is like another thing that just like involves like a different thing. Like what were you saying the other day, how it's like they're restricting people from like cutting their grass. Yeah. Like on certain, some water they're pretty, and stuff. like certain towns like Huntsville is pretty strict on keeping it more and more natural you at the waterfront. They can't cut grass to a certain <clears throat> meter back from the water, the high water mark, like 15 meters. Has to be in a natural state, seventy five percent of it. So, um, but I can't remember what the original question was. But uh, oh, the MNR. I think it was like about like the, t- the, the conservation, tree, yeah. just like dealing tree with people. like because obviously you got, I guess you got smaller cottages and people buy them and it's got a beautiful view of the lake and a beautiful area, so they want to expand it. Yeah. So I'm I'm just assuming that there's probably restrictions on how much of an expansion you could do. That expansion involves dealing with the natural. Yeah. Elements there, right? Yeah. Like removing trees and stuff like that. Stuff like yeah. That. And that's yeah. all held within the town, too. Yeah. The town looks after all of that as well, like in your permitting. Like but you're dumbfounded because you probably are on the site and you're looking at two or three dwellings down the street, smaller than what you're about to build, but there's approval there. Oh, yeah. There might be some preferred approval there. When I say that, politically preferred approval. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So I it's just like, well, we, we're just trying to build what's already been built two homes yeah. down well, yeah. yeah january of this year they really tightened it up in huntsville so it's been quite a bit more difficult to they've implied like using the 15 meter setbacks that sort of stuff like into a natural state so they're they, it's gotten a lot tighter so like a place that made it might have been built two years ago is like obviously they might have landscaping like right in, down to the water like basically manicured their whole front front shoreline and like the place that we're currently looking to do like an addition to is like they have like full trees right down the water you can barely see the house from the from the lake but it's just like they cut their grass right down to the water so that's considered manicured and it's anyway it's a I whole headache too well up there because i just no. been shaking my head oh it's been well, frustrating and then for you sure. get you get the whatever more complaining style of neighbor and they just they're used to seeing the shoreline a certain way or maybe that property was, you know, vacant for so many years and they're just naturally maybe going to be set off because it's just change that they're not, you know, wanting, right? So they they can call in and then just cause a lot of headache for you on just sending people over. Meanwhile, to, you're there just wanting to build. <coughs> you just want to yeah. complete yeah. the project and deliver yeah. your deliverables that, that have been proved. Mm-hmm. Clients sign off and you guys want to just move over to the next stage, right? Yeah. yeah. That, the logistics side, like that sort of stuff, like... We always, even going into this, like building the house for the most part is pretty simple for the Jesse and I. 
but it's like the business side of things and like the preparation, like all the pre-construction is a little bit newer for both of us. So like that's where the growth is happening in those areas, but like the actual taking it from like foundation to turnkey is that's kind of our, our wheelhouse. So it's like learning the other side of it is more of like in the earlier stages of this company, obviously it's still pretty in the earlier stages. There's still a lot of growth and still a lot of lessons to learn. Yeah, yeah. for sure. What was the first big lesson that you guys learned going down that path? Just time, like how long things take, things take. And especially with like the permitting, like we have stuff that's been held up with the town for, couple of months and it's what's like, the turnaround normally with the permitting up there um crazy or not it really depends so like there's multiple permits you have to pull for it when it's on water so like they'll i actually was chatting with them yesterday and they're like they'll look at it from they'll you'll get like a notification that they've seen it after three or four weeks just seen it they've seen the application they've seen the that's the pre-application and then you gotta once they've kind of seen it then you end up they tell you what you need to send in so then you have to send in a whole bunch of like. So you stuff. send the application in. They you notify wait. that they've seen it. Yeah, and then, and they, then they review they, it and get back to you. They make comments. Yeah, this is what you need to submit also. Yeah, because it's missing. It's like why not just do that right off the hop? I don't know. It's just a bit of a. I miss the days where you could just walk right in there. Yeah, you yeah. know, tap on the window, you know, talk through that little grill. Oh yeah, and go listen. Let's just get this done. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And uh, almost threatening. Now, I guess because of the pandemic, the city gets to hide behind digitally. Yeah, right? there's definitely cloud permit became a huge factor. Um, now they, when you call into the town, they're like, it's open. You can come in to it, but everything still needs to be digitalized, so, which yeah. makes sense. There's yeah. not like, because I remember when we built their house, I had to have two copies of her floor plan, all everything like just so much wasted paper where now in theory, you don't really have to, you don't need to print off one copy, the one that you're building with like the blueprint off of on site. So like I can see the benefit of that, but it's, it's easier maybe for, for a younger generation, but like the older generation might struggle with like, like for my, my dad, for instance, like would have a hard time, tur- used to have a hard time turning on a computer, let alone like doing emails and stuff. Right. So my biggest learning curve, I've had this argument or I've had this discussion with inspectors, right? It's like, you're always forced to print off the issue drawings in full color Mm -hmm. because of the red stamp. Yeah. I always hated that because of the cost of a full color print versus (laughs) a black and white print. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And they just look at you go, why are you even bringing this up? I was going, do you know what the cost difference is between a full print color Versus a black and white print, just so you guys can get your red marks on the thing. Like, and his argument was just always saying, well, we need to make sure that these are legitimate drawings. I was like, you wouldn't be standing on this site if I didn't call you to come to issue, like to do an inspection, knowing that that's already been submitted. It's been issued. And now Mm -hmm. we're going through the process. So why do I need to spend my lunch money on these color drawings that only require one color on it? Yeah. It just drives my like it drives me crazy. I know it's a little thing, but it yeah. just drives me crazy. Yeah. It's like yeah. they need to update their system. Like the, if you're yeah. asking us to go all digital, why don't we just work off a of digital? Yeah. You can't work off an iPad. You can't present it that way. It has to be a hard copy right there, yeah. certain size, color. Well, that's the wild thing too. Is like when you submit your building permits and stuff, you like have like all your trust drawings, everything's there, and then they want it 
there on the job site, but it's like if you just did like a little morning prep of the sites that you're going to visit. Just load into your <laughs> It's like your you can, phone, you can see, see instead of trying to chase down the foreman who's maybe on well, the other side. Well, they're arguing right now because there's inspectors that listen. Their argument is like, we don't know. We don't have the time to go. I'm like, so you don't have the time to start your day and look at which stops you're going to make and which drawings and which permit number is yeah. associated with that. And you don't look at the notes that are associated with that job and yeah. go, okay, fine. This is the HVAC approval. Mm-hmm. This it's is the there. framing approval. This yeah. is whatever approval. Yeah. yeah. I think not to bash on them, of course, but like, I think in our areas, there's just, it almost needs to be more because there's a, in Muskoka, in Huntsville, it's growing like crazy. And there's only a few site like people that actually, there's obviously a decent amount of people that work in the office, but there's actually only a handful of people that would actually be out driving to sites each day doing the inspection. So I think it might just be there. There's too much on their plate. And that's why they come into a house and be like, yeah, you're good to go. Some of the inspectors, right? Some, yeah. And I've seen that, that I've experienced. You that. almost want them to maybe take more than five minutes to look around. Like, just because it keeps you accountable as well. It might be frustrating at the time, but to look at the nailing patterns of your headers or LVLs, if they're, but. In all fairness, I'd rather have an inspector give me the green light and saying that everything was all, or sorry, an engineer give me the green light mm-hmm. instead right. of an inspector, right? For right. sure. Like I don't, like I'm not dismissing the inspectors. I'm just saying that you are a fresh pair of eyes on a job site that you're not familiarizing yourself about. Yeah. Versus we are there day in, day out, yeah. and we are dealing with all the trades and we are dealing with the engineers and the architect and the designer and the homeowner. So we have thorough knowledge of this particular project. Yeah. You're coming in at a glance. That's all yeah. it is. And then most of the time that you might walk around and see something that's might be slightly off and then you'll right. you'll pick at it. Yeah. Which is not really the fair thing to do when we are trying to Yeah built properly right yeah. it's kind of a funny thing too like i don't i'm assuming it's no different in the city but like when you get like your inspectors in like it's it's not the same one all the way through uh you'd be surprised or, no no most of the time it is the same one like sometimes okay. they just hop on right makes which makes sense. me question too because i have yet to meet a gc that knows every single trade like right. you can have a conversation and communicate with every trade and deal with the clients and everything like that but the knowledge that each individual trade brings supersedes everything that a, tr- a general contractor knows mm-hmm. and definitely as an inspector i'm saying like there's no way you can read as many books as you want but right you'll get more knowledge from being boots on the ground and building things yeah. and you'd have to build a few homes to actually get enough experience on that mm-hmm. so you see the same person which is nice because it's like hey what's up how's it going you want a coffee all right it's cool i'm not trying to make you not look here while i'm hiding this or something like that yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm just being courteous at that time yeah. yeah but they'll just for the most part you'll see where their strengths lie You'll right. see that they're more of a framer. They're more of an engineer. They might be more of a of a mechanical. Yeah. Like you'll see where That's the strengths true. when they come in. But yeah, I think with the city and how things have gotten busy wise, there's been a lot of the same ones showing up at the same time, and that becomes their job, right? That their site, mm-hmm. and they go. Uh, give and it the, seems like that would be the better way to. It's do efficiency. Do it, Once you think of city wise, so they can yeah. go back and they can sign off and report yeah. on this, right? I think it's only been a few times where they handed it off to somebody else. Maybe they're on vacation alert or something. Yeah. But it right. keeps them because their name's all over it too then, right? So maybe they're wanting to make sure it's done right because instead of like a few different inspectors all the way through, like, well, I didn't, Joe Blow, he signed off on that. Well, that oh, it has nothing to do with me, blah, blah, blah. There, it could be a share of blame. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm yeah. just speculating. I remember but. speaking with a retired uh, city official and he was telling me a lot of it had to do with um, 
lawsuits. Mm. Like that's that's why a lot of the inspectors will come in and, and ask for certain things and just kind of cover their bases, right? And making sure because the city gets sued all the time, whether it's by the GC or by the clients, right? right. So that they're just kind of covering their ass at that point. And that's why they're always strict about getting the documentation, getting the paperwork from the engineers. And in my opinion, there's too much engineering going on in these builds. Like we're relying too much on them and not enough on the builder, right? Mm-hmm. Where I had a, I had Justin Sherry here on the show recently, oh, not recently, about a month ago, and uh, he was talking about how... Um, Don't miss it on huge savings. Visit goiguide.com slash shop and use promo code TCL podcast to get deep discounts on an iGuide system. Everyone loves swag and I love giving it away. So if you're listening and you're interested in learning more about iGuide, shoot me an email, rjohnston at planetar.com or a message on LinkedIn and I'll send you free swag just for saying hello. I've got free t-shirts and toques and I can't wait to give them away. I've also got special offers for TCL listeners so it's worth your time to reach out. You'll get... The old days, you can give a set of drawings to a builder and there was no questions on what to build. Right. Everything was there. Right. But nowadays, the drawings are not fully com- like completed, ready to be built, and which I think raises a red flag for the city because then they start looking at drawings going, sure, we'll issue this, we'll get it moving, but then we may have missed this, we may have missed this, we may have missed this. Now it's on you guys to mm-hmm. address that issue and now you have to either do a revision or prove yeah. that you did this and like... Now you cover it. You find it, right? Yeah. So yeah. I guess every, if it if everybody did their job, all of it, at the beginning, yeah. the whole process would go a lot smoother, right? Yeah. The pre-construction coming back to it. I find, like, even on one of our, like, recent, we did, like, a little kind of <coughs> ad- addition project. And on one of those, and it's not knocking anybody, but, like, on w- that design, there was, like, a couple different, like, iterations that we had to work through with the designer or the, or the person yeah it's a designer yeah the designer basically <laughs> so like he's throwing in where the trusts are going all the point loads and stuff and like when we were looking at it, we're like man really like this is what he has and it's like it seems like there's a way simpler way something that's like less you know going into the house having rip off drywall add in some different point loads in the area like there is a different way of doing it that was like a little bit um beneficial for the client so we aren't intruding and going into their space making a mess and then also just even in terms of like, um, you know, ease on our end for what was involved in it. So it's it's funny in that too, whereas like if you don't have people that are, that have just kind of like that sense of like what they're looking at and that maybe there's, even though like, you know, the architect or designer did it, there could possibly be a better way potentially in there to do it. I go back to the people that are not doing their job. Yeah. I think that a lot of it is falling onto us, onto you guys, right? So it's like now it's your responsibility and you've, give, you've been given the drawings, but you quoted your job based on those drawings, but something's missing. Mm-hmm. There's information missing. So now you, it falls on you guys to figure out how to do that, mm-hmm. which costs time, money, go down that whole path, right? Yeah, it's a snowball. Yeah. You guys ever built a log cabin? A lot of log cabins going on up there? Interested I in building a log cabin? Never. We never. Do, we've done like some timber framing elements and stuff like that. That's probably more the... I would say the popular element in Muskoka area would be that. There's definitely some log homes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, log homes a lot is of like contemporary a, stuff going on up there, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, a good amount. Why is there so much contemporary stuff? I don't understand. It's nature. <laughs> yeah, there's. It's a good mix. So uh, him and I, ha- like Jesse and I, have. 
we have different tastes for style too, which is, I think, helpful. So who's contemporary? Who's traditional? I'm more like But who's transitional? Uh, I like, (laughs) see, I like, I like kind of a wide spread of different styles. I, I like different styles because certain aspects of it, but I would lean more towards probably like a more of a traditional style. Like the, the kind of taste that I like, like my wife and I like is doesn't even really exist in Canada. Like, well, maybe not in Canada. What country? Pardon? What country? It's, uh, you can help me out with this. What's the actual term of it? It's like an English Oh, yeah, style yeah, yeah. Home. Okay, I know what you're talking about. So, like, the, the gables run up even past, like, we the thatching? roof. We thatching the roof or what? Yeah. I like that old style. Like, we... Uh, I love that. A lot of, like, it feels warm when you're there. Um, that's a lot of stone. Um, feels like you want to open up the door and have a chocolate behind it because it's actual... Uh, yes. An advent there counter, you right? go. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Just a that's wall a of chocolate. Just there. a wall of chocolate there. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> but, yeah, that's kind of... If when we build again, we'll probably lean into that. And we like it. So you have a bit of that really old, like it's been standing there for five, 600 years. But then you have some maybe more contemporary or modern elements built off of it with like a lot of glass. It almost looks like an addition. It's kind of a unique uh, So like style. the back of the house? Maybe the back of it. So when you drive glass? up, you see like the nice like stone that. house. But then you got maybe a flat roof where it's just all glass for the living room. I don't know. That's just... What's we your like style, Jesse? Like, Mine, mine's definitely more like modern, contemporary, like mi- minimalist. Cold. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's cold. Cavernous. And I don't know. I just like I, a lot of the, the construction. One hundred and ten. Like it's yeah, just, like, it's it's yeah. Windows just absolute windows galore. No, I I'm a big fan. Like I don't know. Maybe like you said, maybe it doesn't necessarily fit the landscape. But in my mind, I kind of think it does from like the owner because you know they want all the views and the modern. Um, you just get the views and you get to see all the stuff that you're wanting to see up there is kind of like my, no, take but in like his here. version, you just walk closer to the glass and look out the window, your <laughs> version, you're standing in the middle of the house, looking out the window. Yeah. That's the difference basically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. The problem is that with your house, with all this glass and there's a bear out there or something like that, like it's <laughs> like yeah. his version, I got stone and all kinds of really thick material to prevent there's, the bear from getting in, There's definitely a sense right? of security that would come. It's like, I smell chocolate home. in that house. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we got that with, with my taste is you get a, a combo of the pair, right? Like you have like the more. That's what I like about it. It's like yeah. the front looks a certain way. Yeah. But then you start evolving to something else. Yeah. Right? And then you might have some like actual like beam. I like both. I do like both, but I just, I find that I would live longer in yours than yours. Mm-hmm. I think I would sell yours sooner. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which I yeah. get. Which totally is what was going feel, on. Yeah. Like what we would want to create is like a warm home feel, right? Like you're just, you're cozy in there. There might be a fire or something, right? Have you found a client yet that wants to do that? Uh, we have, well, my wife and I, <laughs> we're, we're a pretty good client. <laughs> you found one then. That's yeah, it. Good. One. But uh, that we're we're in the hunt for a property. Um, but we have a, a friend of ours. He's probably a little ways out from building, but he ha- he shares a pretty similar vision to uh, like my, my style, which is could be a lot of fun. Could be a lot of fun. So that's too. all exposed timber on the inside too, right? Yeah, like you wouldn't really see it from the outside, but like no. you would see like the second floor would look like it's almost being held up by, or you could actually make it structural. Like we have. Coming from our old company, we did a, t- a ton of, like, actual structural beams and stuff. Like, a lot of true timber frame, like, using the oak dowels and stuff like that. So, like, that 
I don't have necessarily the experience of like putting that together. I could, but uh, yeah, because we use like another company to do that for us. But that is kind of in our back background as well. I'm fascinated by this stuff, but I guess the real tricky thing is updating the mechanicals to incorporate with that, right? Mm. Like so you, you yeah, like hide it, right? What we used to do was, and certain it wasn't necessarily always structural. There might be parts of it that were structural, but everything was actually built inside the exterior walls. Oh, so okay. you get to see the full beam, or you might not. You'd necessarily you'd see like maybe half of the beam because half of it's tucked in the wall. Yeah. So then your mechanical chases would be a nightmare, right? So with the second floor, we've done it where there are second floors that were structural, like posts and beams. Like you have like nice 10 by 10 or even 12 by 12, like solid pine or fir beams. Um, but everything was inside the envelope. So you didn't have to worry about pulling ductwork or wires through. There is, I guess, a certain element that might be tricky, but yeah. Would it make more sense to, even in your style of building, you go radiant heating? That's what but, he does have. Yeah. yeah, so it's like that's what you would do. But then, how do you solve the problem about airflow? Because you still have to exchange air, right? So you're still running yeah. smaller duct lines. I feel like so. I did um, an air handler in my house that's ran by like the combi boiler unit. Okay. So that does the in-floor heat, but then it also warms up the air in the air handler. And so I what do were the have chases? How big were the ductwork? I just honestly like laid out my floor plan to hide all of it. Like I didn't want like bulkheads no. and stuff and then we also like instead of using like the TG, tgis you just like use the open web floor joist that's like a little bit easier where it's like the Smart. triangles to yeah. be able to run through them without hacking like a huge circle so there's definitely ways that you can do it and i've seen it i don't think we've i've never used them on any of our builds and stuff but you can actually get floor joists they'd maybe be like <laughs> oversized but you can actually get them with like huge slots so you could actually run like ductwork like through them right so like they, they can engineer things in ways to to hide it but again it's kind of like having that foresight to be able to you know i don't want this huge bulkhead just running yeah. in a random spot you have to be really intentional about hiding it it's worth spending like on a job it might be seven <clears throat> th- seven not seven thousand seven hundred dollars or a thousand bucks more to go from like an open web yep. it's like why not like you're Electricians, everybody loves I think you it more. Should just be standard. It should be. I just don't understand. I mean, there's a lot of TGI that you you can drill a big enough hole sometimes. Yeah. In certain parts of the length of the yeah. run. Yeah. yeah. But at that cost, just go open web. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like then your electricians aren't punching every single hole. Like they're just they're, they're just, just feeding. flying. It actually right? it will it'll probably reduce your mechanical costs if you think about it. It'll increase your structural floor costs. Yeah. Mm. But not dramatically. And yeah. then you'll your mechanics will love it. Yeah, at that yeah, point. everybody yeah. wins in yeah. my opinion. Everybody. Like pick one, guys. Yeah, like ductwork and your waistline for your plumbing, and then electrical, are, and they're happy as ever, right? Yeah, to yeah. run everything. Yeah, keep yeah. And the other thing is truck. too is also just like working with the trades because sometimes like you know people are trying to fight for areas, so you're trying to help them. Be like this is the goal to like not have any ducks, so I need you to think in a way that's you know you're setting up the other person or the other trade coming in behind you that they're going to be able to like run some stuff, which might not be fun for them because they want to get in and get out, but still just being intentional all the way down. Cause you've already put in the work of allowing, you know, areas for stuff for them to be able to go through. So for them to kind of carry on that space, so you can achieve the end goal. So you, you've built your home. <clears throat> yeah, or? we, we built our house, my wife and I, uh, Jenna, we built our house, um, 
three, two years ago now, essentially, like basically right at the height. And how was that experience? Yeah, <laughs> 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 ask, ask my wife. I don't know. I'm asking you. Yeah, She's off mic. Uh, but yeah. Um, did it go smooth? It, it went smooth. a lot smooth. of change orders? Nope. No. <laughs> it, it went honestly smooth. Like it was a lot of work because I still worked full time at the job. So I basically did the foundation, framing, everything all when the way through on the side. When did you start? What time of year? And what time of the year did you Summer, end? I started, started, yeah, basically spring. They came in, dug out, um, excavated and everything. Got to work on the foundation. And then basically we were moved in. The house wasn't completed, but I was able to move in. I got like the living room, kitchen and everything and some of the bedrooms kind of done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was still kind of like some showers that I was doing while we were living there. But we moved in, I think it was uh, January, mm-hmm. January of that year. So from spring to January. Nine months or so? Yeah. But that bad. was basically all like Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays. I worked basically as soon as I got off work till like 11 o'clock at night. And, and then she on was the weekends. there on the other days changing <clears throat> things or? She, she was really good with uh, like cleaning. Because I'm I'm a big like clean freak. I hate working. So you would messes. leave it a mess. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. She also had. They have and, two and kids. kids and kids. <laughs> I'll, I'll throw that in. No, so no, no. They, I'm uh, saying. Stay I'm, married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you. No, no. But I'm saying for like. Minor you're really, you're really big house. on staying married. Is yeah, what yeah. You yes, minor I'm, big, I'm big on staying clean and married. But no, as far as like, she would bring the kids to the site and they would clean and everything, so which is a huge help. Cleaning. Child okay. labor. Right. Yeah. Start them young. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Oh boy. But yeah, we both we both built our houses. We worked seven to five, and then we would go three nights a week usually. And worked on our own place and then all weekend long and then start the whole process. So you over. built your place too as well? Yeah. Oh, okay. That style, the, yeah? Yeah. Well, a little bit different. Like it's more of a, what would you call the house that we got now? Like a Spanish something? So it's got a lot of arches and stuff. We have like an exterior part of the house is like brick that's painted over. Nice. All like wood siding. Yeah. But a lot of archways in the house and like curved, a couple curved oak doors and stuff like that. And like a pretty, more traditional, like kitchen style, full plaster walls, or ah, uh, that would have been the dream. But you didn't want to do plaster's harder to Just get a Darby. Uh, nah, no. I I always stay away from drywall. He's really good at drywall. He hates doing it. So, so he'll give do, him like, the touch Darby. Up. I should just do the passes. That's I put it. the board That's up and ask. I was done. Wipe my hands clean. After yeah, that. but. Yeah. But it doesn't uh, really go with the archway, though. That's no, the thing, no. right? So yeah. that's what's nice. Well, especially if you go in the Greek. We did, like, we did like heavy rounded corners, and then all our baseboards actually rounded the curve as well. It didn't miter. So I got I made up, like, a, like a custom piece that basically butt into each side, and then the shoe mold also curved as well. That was did you a, glue miter all them together? I dominoed. I used, like, a festival domino. You I didn't want to bend? Well, it's Steam. all wood. Like it's it's all, yeah it's 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 a tight radius right like I think they're like a five eighths radius oh, so wow. it's a you, half inch. you maybe could but they just I think you just use like a solid piece of wood routered out like with like a round over bit on the inside to get that radius and a bigger got round a over. custom router bit for the outside to round it out so it made it a three quarter inch and there's detail in the base that I had to transfer to that piece the shoe but you laminated though right shoe I laminated yeah. but I uh, and you're finding the plaster derby difficult. Yeah, I'm just want to get that clear. We just we <laughs> work with wood. We yeah, work best with that's wood. That's what I, if people ask anything to do with mechanical, like cars or anything like that. If it's not made out of wood, I wipe my hands clean. <laughs> I'm, I'm stepping out yeah. of the picture. Yeah, like I can't even stand painting. You guys yeah. don't like painting? Cutting it? No, <laughs> no, not a I'll do like it, painting. I'll do a I find it very therapeutic. Like yeah. just cutting yeah. a line. 
Good Some people you. do. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. like putting up yeah, the trim. No. Don't, don't talk to me. Leave me no. alone. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather, yeah, it. like working with like the shadow gaps and stuff like that. I'll have all the patience and time to like get those perfect. But, but painting it? Yeah. Cutting in, cutting in lines. I don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's, what's the glue of choice here that you guys use that you guys have lived and died type, by? Type on three and type PL. on three, right? All Open day. PL premium. That's it's just good because you can use it in indoors and outdoors. A little bit more money, but like we've done... It's worth it. We've done mock-ups on miters and then like try to break them the next day. The wood breaks before the glue. Yeah, Crazy. It's, it's they should just wild. get rid of one, eh? Yeah. What's well, two the used one, for? So we actually... Two is a waterproof, as, like exterior as well, use. But why not just use the three? I don't know. And the nice thing about three is it's actually wood toned yes. more than the yellow. It'll disappear I, more. I yeah. found out why type ball one is actually good because it comes out of your clothes. So if you're like got glue all over oh, you. Oh, that's a good point. That's right. Type ball three becomes like PL where oh, it's yeah. like a pan. It's, just, that becomes it's done. A, your shirt just becomes like a rag mm. at that point. Was that uh, Spencer Lewis? Spencer Lewis. Yeah. 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 But In, we, Insider Carpentry. Sorry. Ins- Insider Carpentry. Spencer Lewis. You know. He's, a he's, he's on like he's on he's YouTube. Incredible. He's got some okay, pretty right sweet there. stuff. Yeah. Well, we use like uh, I we tried it for the first time <clears> in my house. It's like uh, polyurethane hot melt, so it heats up to three fifty. It's in a gun, and I've heard of this. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's called pure glue or whatever. And there's yeah. different open times. So the one I use was thirty seconds. So we we would I would glue the miter, and then I had a miter clamp. So I'd I'd clamp it. I work my way around the window. By the time I was done, I could start unclamping. All of it was set. Yeah, so it's got a really stuff. good initial tack. It's fully hard at 24 hours, but I could then take my window frame, set it off to the side, do the next one. So I built every, I cut all my miters, built, built everything without having to go back and forth, back and forth. And then I like built it on a bench. I did that for my doors as well. And I worked out dynamite, like nothing's cracked out and it's been three years. So yeah. It was almost, I did, I did it as like a sample at my own house and so far so good. Now in all fairness, I mean, I think a lot of miters not opening up has a lot to do with the home building envelope. Yep. Oh, for sure. Right. Like you, I've seen guys just like kill the miter, like make it bulletproof. It's, this is never going to separate. And all of a sudden you get the wrong kind of home that it ha- doesn't have the proper HVAC design and you mm-hmm. get too much fluctuation in the home. Right. It's oh, going to yeah. break. I've se- I've done jobs before where it did the, the glue didn't break. The wood broke. Mm. Right. Like it ripped the wood. And I was like, I, First for me, see that, and I, I repaired it and I fixed it because I built a barn door and I was gluing the hell out of everything, cleaning it and bolted it together. And it was a barn door that was separating the mechanical room, so there was such a extreme on one side of weather, <coughs> you know, temperature right. on either side, yeah. and that's basically what made it open up. And I was just dumbfounded that the wood split open. It was pine, hmm. right? Yeah, so it was less like totally a lesson, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's why I was saying is like you can make those joints as tight as possible, but if the home is not Fluctuating yeah. properly. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. If you work in the trades, maybe you're a plumber, a framer, or an electrician, you need to check out Black Ladder Workwear. Their work clothes are tough, functional, and durable, much like you might find in high end outdoor gear, but it's designed specifically for work in the trades. They put a ton of intentional thought into their products, everything from knee pad inserts, zip off utility pockets, and reinforced inseams. They've got it all. Visit blackladder.ca forward slash en forward slash TCL to learn more and take 15% off your order by using code TCL at the checkout. Any other little tips that you guys want to share before we get close to the end here, but uh, a little woodworking tips or drywall tips? <laughs> no drywall. <laughs> Nothing for me. No. Um, yeah, one, 
I, I don't know if you've seen it on our Instagram. So Jesse, so when you go glue down a hardwood floor yep. onto concrete, absolute mess. So you can't nail it, can't staple it, nothing. So it's just pure glue. You have to trowel it down and it's, it can get pretty messy quite quickly. And it's always been like, oh, we have another one. Like, I hate doing this. It's usually in like a basement or whatever. But uh, Jesse rigged up this jig, like just out of plywood or whatever, filled the inside with tuck tape so the glue wouldn't stick. And it had a trowel on the backside. So he, you pour the glue into this box, it's contained. It won't, won't like run out because it will find the lowest and spot. And you just run it, right? He just pushed it along the floor. It's perfect. He made it perfectly two board widths so it wouldn't be out beyond the tongue so you wouldn't get messy. So you push it along. Then you just lay your floor in behind it, and then you turn it around, come back the other way, lay your floor. So it actually took off pretty heavily on Instagram just out of pure coincidence. Like there's well over a million views on it, and people are like, you got a, you got, uh, oh, I'm getting signs, 1.7 million. 1.7 million. <laughs> so people are like, you got to patent this. So we actually have patented it. Now, obviously, it looks completely different. The design is not plywood. What are you guys calling it? Not not sure yet. We haven't gotten to that phase, but we're just kind of like working on the design aspect of yeah. what the actual product would be. We're trying to get it fabbed like from a metal factory right now just to get a concept in our hands. You know, there's a tool, right? Like, like out of England? Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a it, but it's for tile. No, this is, it's uh, sausage guns. Oh, so it's yeah. it's basically a long, it's almost, I guess, like um, a quick drive. Yeah, we we have seen that. What, yeah, uh, so I, a flooring guy that I've used a few times, yep. he pulled it out, and I was like, "Dude, what is that?" And then he explained it. and He goes, "I bought it in the UK, so it's just basically a big sausage gun with a, 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 a hammerhead shark head, yeah. or whatever. And it's got right. all the nozzles, so then you can just change it up if you want, depending on the width of the wood. Yeah, and then you just press it, and then yeah, it gets beads of glue all there, and then you put that board on, and you keep on no going. Way. So it's not yeah. messy, right? I don't know if anybody, I've never seen anybody sell one here in North America. There was a flooring guy that we used a couple of years back. So it's like what you guys are describing his, his is similar. Wasn't a nozzle though, was it? It was. It had. The width of the board? It it's was, basically like six or seven nozzles. And you could, he closed it up depending on, yeah. The width of the board. The width of the oh, board. But he could, you could do one board at a time, right? Yeah. 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 So that was the whole thing. That was like, like you said, it's so messy at that time that if you're trialing it on and you got like, you got to reach three rows or something like that. Yeah. And you're, you're going to get glue on you. But this does, you literally just do one board. Does he do it on concrete? Right on concrete. Well, we did it on radiant. We did it on self-leveling, right? So you right. can, it's all yeah. applicable for yeah. that. You can do it on yeah. subfloors. Mm. Yeah. It's just speeding it up, right? Because I'm I'm a huge fan of gluing and nailing, if you can. Yeah. Oh, for, for sure. Oh, full glue, especially 100%. if the board gets wider and wider, full glue. Yeah. I want full glue on there. I right? wonder, obviously, it's probably not a big deal, but because certain, if you're using their product, they, they want certain notches in the trowel. So I wonder if that would ever void warranty. That'd be a pure, um, out of just pure curiosity. I don't know. That would be back to that. Well, actually, funny enough, it's the same manufacturer that I don't want to talk about. Um, it's that yeah. whole cool, thing, cool, right? Cool, cool, so, cool, cool. no, no, the, that <laughs> yeah. that application of glue met the standards of installing okay. that particular floor. Yes. Right? So, my gripe was with them was the uh, allowances that they gave up on lippage. Right. I don't think there should be any lippage. I don't think the word lippage should be in construction. Mm -hmm. So, it's like that means they allow lippage in their product. Yeah. which makes no sense to me, right? So mm. it's just you guys are describing something that's similar, but it's different, right? Yeah, so what? Like, yeah. yeah, like what would the price point on something like that be? Oh, I don't know. I Pretty think expensive? I asked him about it, but it had some age on it. And I remember he said he, was he Lithuanian? Um, I can't remember his name. Super nice guy. Um, but he was like, I bought two of them when he went there. And mm. I 
think he was maybe talking three or four hundred euros okay. is what he paid for, or it could have been three hundred, three or four hundred pounds because he got it in England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. It wasn't cheap. No, yeah. and it was just. I think he's allowed to put two sausage in each gun nice. at the time, right? And, and it goes get, fast. He's able to get those tubes in. He gets them here. Canada? Yeah, you're using the same sausage tubes nice. here. Beauty. So well, there you go. But I have not seen anybody sell that tool here. Mm, and he's right. the only flooring guy that I've seen. Yeah, mm. so we're hoping. We'll see what happens. Yeah, but it. I mean, there's room for you guys to invent something new. And if yeah. it's better, yeah. it's great, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. But, and coming in at like maybe a lower price point too, Probably. right? You just got to come up with a cool name now. That's right. Yeah. That's right. No idea on cool names? Oh, we, we do have one. So what do you mean? Or BJ Dix. The Northman? Oh, yeah. Coming up with a company name, that was even like... For Norman? Norman. For, 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 <laughs> North- for Northman? <laughs> Norman? Yeah, it was, it, was it, was Northman. it was a bigger hurdle, I think, than, Why? We, than we thought. I, well, not to say that coming to the name Northman was, you know... What number of beer did that show up? Yeah, there's a couple. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. No, but it was just like we spent like a good like couple days just like rhyming off different things and I was like looking up something like for all name. different yeah we do meanings. too Glad yeah like do. Where, well what we so the problem is <laughs> here's the problem so we had talked about doing so with our older like a company that we used to work with it was basically just Jesse and I and on a site we would basically take the house from framing and on we subbed out certain parts of the the build because it was a good sized company but um it just we got to a point where, like, it'd be we work so well as a team, and we're like we have really good chemistry and good friends at the same time. So, um, we're like, what should we come up with? And then, obviously, Brendan and Jesse turned into BJ Construction. Not a good one. No. So <laughs> with that, there was all sorts of different uh, catchphrases that came along with it. Uh, with the BJ, with the BJ, watch it, it rise like before your eyes. Like what? Reach around or like what? <laughs> No, like, yeah. Like Watch it rise before your eyes. <laughs> it can, you can, it's endless. It's okay, endless. So, all right. so that was basically, oh, BJ. It just kind of, it lingered that name. So, like, trying to break away from it mentally was challenging. Uh, Even though we knew what it was perceived, we're like, it just, it feels it's got a nice right to it, doesn't it? <laughs> it, was, it was a wild thing. So, it, it took us, like, a, a lot of time to stray away from that and figure out something else that worked, so. Yeah, and and did you guys were you guys involved? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah totally. And the, you guys were not on board. They, with that oh, one. they were on board. We got the whole squad. Oh, you guys were on board <laughs> with that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so wh- how did Northman come about then? Like, who came up and spat that out first? I think it was me, right? It was Brennan. Yeah, yeah. we we really like got into the show uh, Vikings. Oh okay, right? Yeah. So they Vikings are also another term for them is like Northmen, right? Yes. So we just kind of went off that, and he was like, what about Northman? I was like, I actually, we really like it. So. We sat with it for like almost a week and yeah. decided. Yeah, yeah. And we switched the company from a numbered company to uh, one with a name. Yeah. Now it's a brand. It's a brand. That's right. Building now a brand. People are getting used yeah. to it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so here we are. Kicking <laughs> it off. <laughs> Is there anything else you guys want to share before I get to the final questions here? You guys are prepared for or no? Not prepared for? I got my phone, so. Yeah. He's got I, them I dialed. dialed. Yeah. No, I, 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 you guys do amazing work. I, lo- I love the work that you guys do, and, and it'd be fun to work with you guys. I'm sure clients would always have a blast working mm-hmm. with you guys, right? So. Yeah. yeah, I think that's important is like having even 
for our clients to have a good experience, but the people that we work with, like having fun, obviously there's a certain element of that on our Instagram too. Like, yeah. obviously we take our job seriously and our craft seriously, but there's, if it's just serious all the time or like it's kind of a bad environment, you don't really want to be working there. Like, especially people coming in or like our, the two guys that we sub to, like they want to work with us because they have similar values that we do, but then also it's a good experience. Like, might have like a barbecue or whatever, like on a Friday, like a short Friday or something like that. Just a little morale boosters, go out for breakfast. Big, big into the smoking game. So the the one week we did a a brisket for the boys at lunchtime. That'll keep them coming back. (laughs) Yeah. Of course it would. Keep them happy. Who who made it? Oh, me. You you guys have a smoker? Oh, yeah. We got multiple. (laughs) We got options to start having like Northman smokers, man. Like, I don't know, offer it to the clients or something. I don't know. There we go. Now we're talking. A a gift, I guess, for the clients. The wives are. I don't know. Work a a deal with Trager. But then all of a sudden you give it to a client, we're vegans. I go, well. My wife's a vegetarian, so it's a tough one. You know what? Our freezer's full of brisket. smoke veggies and they taste good. Smoke veggies? Yeah. They are good. Anything's good on a smoker. If I there's brisket there and there's veggies there, combo. I, I'm well, you're colorblind. <laughs> like it's just you don't look at it. You're anymore. going, but as, <laughs> a, as, brisket. as a person who's trying to bridge the gap, I think that there there is. There's a no good reason spot to build that veggies. bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tess. We're in hot waters here. <laughs> I cut uh, it. That's amazing. It's great that you guys are yeah. doing that. So, yeah. do you guys ever just like when you hire the subs to do the other jobs that you don't really care all that much for, but you know that it needs to get done? Do you slow down and kind of take some mental notes? Of like no. how they do it. Yeah. Uh, it's hard, I think, huh? Because when you guys are wood guys, you guys are wood guys. Yeah, I don't think with a smaller company, it's like obviously there's elements like we do the cabinetry. Like we could easily have a kitchen company come in and do it. But I think there's certain parts where if we don't really enjoy it at the same time, it's like what's the point of us doing it? Like we might be able to do a good job, but we know we, know we have like subs that we use that are good. Use them to do so it. So like right. why – why like hate coming in for the week or two weeks that we're doing it when we could have somebody do it and then keep the project going while we're doing something else. Like let's say somebody's doing the painting, which we don't like to paint. We could be in the shop building certain things or whatever, right? Like keeping the project like moving along a little bit faster that way. So you guys don't like painting, but do you guys like staining and sealing? That's like the same thing. To oh, me. you still don't yeah. like that. So huh? Jesse actually oh, has. I thought you guys might like that. No, so he has oh, experience yeah. like actually spraying cabinetry and like staining and cabinetry like for that? a year no, and a half. It's just right? it's just like a really. I I feel like the career of a sprayer is like you can only do it for so long. Like some people might enjoy it, which there is like a therapeutic aspect to spraying. You get a nice finish, but just being in that environment, working around all the chemicals all the time, mm. having to put, I have a beard, so like having to put a mask on. I was just about on. to say, looking at other men that have beards and you're looking at yourself in the mirror going, yeah. I want to grow a beard. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm. So it's just, yeah, you can all, I could only do it for so long. So. Yeah, and we have like a really good painter and they, so like with our cabinetry, like they have a shop um, not too far from our place and uh, like we just, we'll take it in pieces, we'll label it well, like for them and they'll spray, like they so do a really nice job. Yeah, you look beautiful. Yeah, yep. great yep. white painting. Shout out, totally right. giving a shout out. That was all good. So, was it fun bringing in the other trades to your own places? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I feel like it, a lot of like the trades that we use were like some of them were friends, and then uh, some of them were just people that we used with our previous company. So you kind of knew the group of guys and everything. It wasn't really like a new 
mm-hmm. experience, but it was just kind of like, you know, your buddy, buddy, cause you're yeah. seeing the same <laughs> trades. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's the upper hand <clears throat> that we've had. Like, I know some people would move to Muskoka and start a company right away. Like I've was literally born in Huntsville hospital where I live now. Um, I've lived there my whole life and I've done, I was part of a company that my dad started. That's a pretty successful company in, in Huntsville and they do service all in Muskoka. So I've been around the industry for a long, long time and worked with trades that I do and don't like or would recommend or would use. So like having that is like to me an upper hand because I've already kind of done some of the vetting yeah. and same with Jesse too, because he like worked as well with us in that company. But um, yeah, like, and then obviously growing up there and having like people, it's a smaller community. So like people kind of know who you are. So like you have a certain reputation, hopefully it's good for the most part, hopefully it's good. But uh, yeah, you have that reputation and kind of, people already are somewhat aware of you, even though that you're under a different name than your previous company. Yeah, what they knew you of. Yeah. 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 But you're building a brand. That's all you're yeah. doing, right? Yeah. So, and yeah. then you're establishing it up there. Well, that's 100%. good. All right. We'll get to the Jesse and Brendan here. Northman Builders, northmanbuilders.ca, info at northmanbuilders.ca, and all over uh, IG, northman.builders. You guys ready for these questions? Oh, yeah. Bring it on. Pour some sugar on us. <laughs> Should have done that song. Damn, there you go. All right. What everyday two. sound brings you joy? I had this one on lock. It's uh, so we have like an espresso machine called Jura, and at our house, just fire that up. Oh, the sound of the coffee! It grinds the beans yeah. as it's as it's basically make right before it makes it. That whole it firing up, hearing it, the smell, you get everything. The taste buds. Yeah. So you got the coffee and you got the smoker. Yeah. Well, we both have and coffee. great wives, of course. Smoker, yeah. So, what more do you need? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And our kids. Yeah, we, I have a kid as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 the kids. Yeah, yeah whatever. I forgot about that little guy. <laughs> the ones that will take over the business one day. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, I'm. I'm basically picking back on. Oh, the same that one? one. Yeah, yeah as soon as he's said, got I was one as fired well. up. What's your favorite beverage? Uh, mine would be gin and tonic. I'm a big gin. Um, tonic particular guy. gin. Uh, Hendrix is really good. Okay. I love Hendrix. Nice and smooth. We've done like a little gin tour, so you have like multiple gins actually pretty interesting the the comparison like having them back to back you really notice the difference in them but i would say like a gin and soda or vodka soda like a high noon like a can one is so so they go down easy yeah what's your least favorite tool uh grinder for me probably would be just stuff any grinder any well any grinder, yeah. I usually the it's such a screaming tool, eh? Screaming and like yeah. there's sparks. Depending on what you're doing, there's stuff flying off the blade and in your face, quite dusty. Yeah, mine would be an STS with like a, a chipping bit in it, just like taking up like tile or something like that. Not fun. Just yeah, least favorite for sure. What turns you on creatively, guys? Go ahead. <laughs> My wife. <laughs> Yeah, no. our wives for sure, and, and <laughs> yeah. each other, and YouTube. Now, if they were not here, <laughs> and if they were not here, what would you guys turn on <laughs> <laughs> for creativity? Uh, I'd say kind of like the um, YouTube stuff, like that. Just get just the see ideas what's going flowing. on. Yeah, taking mm-hmm. taking mental mental notes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what word or concept is overused these days, guys? Oh, I know what it was. Yeah, yeah. So for for me, this is kind of like maybe more of an inside joke between Brett and I because when we're kind of on site, you know, deciding different ways to go, 
there's something that Brennan always says where we're both kind of coming out with two different ideas and well, he always walks usually, away. He's, he's always got really good ideas <clears throat> and sometimes it's like, eh, maybe we'll take, take a pass on it, but it's a, it's a nicer word than just say, yeah. we're not going to do that. He always walks away saying, well, something to think about. And you don't really know <laughs> where he's like leaning. It's like you can tell that he's maybe feeling a little You're indifferent never or whatever. Think about it. Yeah, <laughs> something yeah. to think about. Yeah. yeah, his his one that he says all the time is like he'll start a sentence off saying basically let's do this or basically that or it's like are what is it? Are we doing it or are we basic <laughs> like it? It's basically, a, yeah. It's a ba- need to essentially. You know, essentially or or basically we should do it. Blah blah blah. Yeah. What's your favorite curse word? Uh, there's a couple and like one of them, like, uh, there's, there's a lake that we've worked around up in the Huntsville area. It's called Fox Lake. So it's kind of like a play on words. So we're like, oh, for Fox Lake <laughs> kind of thing, yeah. you know, that's a classic. So that that's comes up that's a classic one. There's another one that we had. Uh, we always say like, what in the Sam hell? Like, which is with like a little bit of like an cowboy accent. Who used to say Sam Hill all the time. It's like, off of know. something, isn't it's it? It's off of something. We heard it. TV show or something. The I don't Sam, know. Sam Hell is going yeah. on around here. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite vehicle in the entire world? Any uh, mode of transportation. I used to really be up to date with the car stuff. It's kind of taken more of a backseat. Sure what happens when the kids show up? That's right. <laughs> um, Ferrari Enzo is a nice one. I feel like you have to have quite the prestige just to get it. So, I feel like, yeah, yeah. with that one. Mine would be a, a 69 G- Shelby GT500, like Eleanor. That would be mine. I'd that rather go the Ford, to be honest. It is kind of a Ford. Well, uh, yeah, well, it's basically a Ford, right? Basically, just yeah, Shelby's. Yeah. But I'd rather stand. go Shelby's, yeah. So you want to sign the number two as well? Well, yeah. Well, still cheaper than but the it's Enzo. not. It's oh, not yeah. just. It's, it's not just like anyone. It's the gun it. in sixty seconds, like the gray with black stripes. Well, I don't know what other Shell color Pacific. you would make it. That's a car that doesn't yeah. go black. It doesn't make anything else. It's, it's that's the car, right? It's iconic. Shelby is just, definitely tied to Ford. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, he's taken enough of their engines, right? Yeah. <laughs> Improved them. What do you guys miss from your childhood? Summers off. Yeah. Definitely. Not having to. I don't like pay recess. for anything. Just like you know I mean? recess. Yeah. Just. Yeah, summer's off, not having to worry about anything really. This I think I think when we're like working out in like Muskoka area and you're always like on the lakes, you're seeing like people just out wake surfing behind the boats and you're just like, What are we doing here? You know? <laughs> Kinda takes you back to when you could do that. <laughs> if you guys could master a skill outside of your own, what would it be? I think for me, mine would be I've always wanted to like design homes and stuff, so like be an architect, which is kind of Maybe similar field, but just more specific in an area. Mm-hmm. I've always, because like I've said a couple of times in this podcast, like anything to do with wood is fine. Anything outside, no. I feel like being able to do like small engine stuff would have a smaller, like a, an appeal, but I'm like, nah. So I don't like even a, think of it. A lawnmower repair shop or just something? Just like, well, <laughs> or work on a car or whatever. I don't know. There, there's like that side of me, there's interest there, but I'm like, I don't. There's like something romantic the about working on cars, eh? Yeah, I think so. Like in, uh, like especially in the fall, especially mm-hmm. if it's up there. Yep. And you kind of just working on a car, right? Like it's just like it's kind of cool. Yep. Yeah, I feel like with cars you have to have like the right something think space. About. <laughs> yeah, something to think about. <laughs> but also right tools because it can if you're doing it on the cheap and you don't have those tools, it's a frustrating thing. <laughs> it's something to think about. And the <laughs> yeah, last question 
if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you guys arrive at those pearly gates? Fire away. I I'd say just like you know welcome, and it's like you know I'm I believe Jesus is who He says He is, so I'm kind of excited to get there and any like loved ones or family that have passed on before just to reunite. You know, we're happy you're here. Welcome. We've been waiting. Nice. Yeah. Gentlemen, absolute pleasure having you guys on the show. Thank oh, you so much likewise. for making the time and and and, and bringing spectators the, the with better you guys. halves. Yeah. <laughs> Did you we break almost, something? We almost ended with a bang. <laughs> no, oh it's all good. Jesse and Brandon here from Northman Builders and NorthmanBuilders.ca and info at NorthmanBuilders.ca and NorthmanBuilders. That's it. I think we're done. Awesome. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you, Thanks Manny. So Appreciate Thanks, the man. opportunity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No problem. Absolutely. Okay, we're out of here, Angelina.